eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, a, a, a Giants podcast for Giants fans. Bye, Giants fans. It's Sean Morash. Down the, down, the, down the sideline, into the end zone. Touchdown, Giants! From the offseason, through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step, step, step with your host, Sean Morash. Well, they finally killed him. It's one giant step. I am your host, Sean Morash, here. Thank you, as always, for listening and downloading one giant step free on the Odyssey app and everywhere podcasts are available. A little later drop than usual on a Monday reaction pod. Partially a uh, little personal stuff going on. My daughter got a little banged up at daycare, but that's okay. Secondly, I was waiting and waiting and waiting to get the Daniel Jones news. And it looks as if, although we don't still don't have official MRI news, Brian Dable is optimistic about Jones's availability. And let me just start here before what went wrong in Miami uh, officially and Xavier McKinney's comments and whatnot. I, I think we've hit a point here where Daniel Jones, you cannot let this guy play quarterback unless Andrew Thomas is back on the field. Dable said Monday that Saquon is, has a better chance to play than Thomas does versus Buffalo. And if that is the case, uh, Daniel Jones deserves to be sat down at this point. We sat here a week ago and watched Daniel Jones turn the ball over and look horrendous versus Seattle, and it looked like he was mentally broke. And yet he scraped himself up, he picked himself off the mat, and he went out versus the Miami Dolphins with somehow a worse offensive line alignment because now Ben Bredesen had to slide over to center with JMS out than he had played with yet. He had two guys off the practice squad have to take snaps in this game. And Daniel Jones, again, comes up empty as far as an offensive touchdown goes. But I got to be honest with you. I don't care if you call me a homer for Daniel Jones or a honk. I thought his effort was actually heroic at times. He missed a horrendous pass to Wondell Robinson that should have been ahead of the game and caught. But we have also in a spot now where we're so hyper-focused that we don't realize great quarterbacks miss throws like that every single game. He delivered a couple of strikes that Darren Waller, who... Look, was an offensive force, needs to catch. One down the sideline, I'm tired of hearing this, that, and the other thing. If he's a great tight end, make the catch. The other, that touchdown pass, which was put in the bread basket, Xavier Howard makes the play. Again, Darren Waller, is it too much to ask my tight end to outmuscle somebody to make a catch? Graham Gano misses a 55-yard field goal. They get Molt three, 
full starts and set a drive back. Then they get that that penalty on third and two as the Giants are driving potentially for another touchdown that sets them back. Offensive line. The offensive line penalties for get their play killed this team and killed this offense. And then the play itself essentially killed Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones left with a neck injury and him saying that it feels similar to the one where he would miss the final six games in, what was it, 2021. I mean, that does scare you. And if he does have to ultimately miss time because of the neck, forget whether he should or shouldn't go back out there, that might be the final straw in the what do you do about Daniel Jones and his future breadbasket. I know I'm using breadbasket a lot. If this neck is going to continue to be an issue, I think the Giants have pulverized him beyond a bad offensive line enough. I think you have your answer as far as long-term quarterback goes, albeit after the Giants have already paid Daniel. But, hey, it is what it is. The Giants have put him in this spot. If Daniel Jones is able to play, I know he's getting paid a lot of money to go out there and play. I think that the other part of this is the investment you made in him. If you actually care about the investment from a Giants standpoint and really do want him to be the quarterback over this whole four-year tenure, I think you're mentally ruining him. He is giving everything he has out there, and you want to. everybody wants to be an all-22 uh, tape guy on Twitter these days, and you want to talk about not setting pass protections or missing a guy down the field. You're right. Daniel Jones is doing some of that, but guess why he's doing some of that? Because he is mentally shell-shocked based on what the Giants have done at offensive line. That doesn't mean that Daniel Jones can't accept responsibility because, I'm sorry, great quarterbacks at some point are going to have to overcome that, and he right now cannot overcome it. He's trying his damnedest. He's going out there every week, and I thought he gave a hell of an effort and made plays when plays were there and even tried to you know force some things. Slayton doesn't drag the toes down the sideline. I thought another good pass by Jones. This was not what we saw versus Seattle. This was, I'm going to use the word again, heroic, what Daniel Jones attempted to do versus the Miami Dolphins, and he was completely let down by what is now maybe the worst offensive line play we've seen from the Giants ever, and that is saying something. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So when everybody wants to pile on Daniel here and talk about protections and, oh, he's not seeing receivers, do you think at 35, 36 years old when Eli Manning was going through some of this towards the end of his career that he didn't know how to set protections or he couldn't see defenders? Oh, he saw it all. He got shell-shocked as well. And the Giants keep investing and investing and investing in offensive line, and they keep missing. Andrew Thomas was their one absolute hit, and the moment he got hurt on opening night, this season completely freaking derailed. And if you are hoping for wins, even if they screw you on draft as the season goes on, I firmly believe that this Giants team cannot win a game 
without Andrew Thomas playing because the rest of their offensive line is just not good enough. And Ben Bredesen spoke to the media on Monday and referenced that Andrew Thomas's leadership and presence changes the whole offensive line, and he's right. Just think about this for a second. Josh Azudu was crying, reports have it, crying at his locker, and even told Daniel Jones that he, you know, couldn't pick up that, that blocker fast enough. He is a third-round guard in his second year drafted to play guard, and the Giants totally effed up the swing tackle position to the point Azudu was being left out to dry. They could be stunting Josh Azudu's growth in, in part. Andrew Thomas's return allows him to play left tackle, John Michael Schmitz is needed to back to play center, which would kick Ben Bredesen back to a guard because he's not better at center. And then, oh, by the way, Marcus McKeithen and Mark Lewinsky don't have to be playing guard. You know who can? Josh Azudu at his normal position can play guard. And then all you go back to worrying about basically Evan Neal being the weak link at right tackle. It's saying something when you leave a game and Evan Neal's horrendous, but he's probably your best player on the offensive line. That is saying how bad this has gotten, and that's what happened versus Miami on Sunday. So I would not let Daniel Jones with this neck injury, even if he thinks he's fine to play, protect him from himself because you're now he's going to be worried about getting hurt too. He is mentally going to continue to derail his own career and a season that is far off derailment. Now as far as that defense goes, round of applause for getting three turn, turnovers, including an exciting pick six by Jason Pinnock. However, I know the Miami Dolphins' speed is something that is is hard for any team to guard. But spare me the victory laps this defense took as the offense struggled. You get that Pinnock pick six, and they allowed Miami to go right down the field at the end of the half and kick another field goal. If it wasn't for the turnovers, they weren't exactly a three-and-out monster all day. Miami just figured it out time in a timeout. And Wink Martindale deserves blame, too. Trey Hawkins caught in that one-on-one when a Dory Jackson had to come off the field for equipment troubles, we find out. Can somebody call timeout and get the defense in order and not let Tyreek Hill go for 66 yards? And Xavier freaking McKinney. Xavier McKinney forced the fumble that Kayvon Thibodeau, who I know people are saying he got worked in the run game, that has to get better, but at least he's getting better as a pass rusher. He did have a sack. He also fell right on that fumble, didn't try to scoop and score. I thought Kayvon Thibodeau, fine. I actually have less worry with him, even if he's getting moved in the run game. But Xavier McKinney. After the game, to be asked about the deep and say or be asked about the wrong angle he may or may not have taken on the play where Trey Hawkins got cooked. And I think Jonathan Vilma was an idiot and that broadcast stunk. But to say what we're not going to do is blame the defense, even if he is not pointing a finger at the offense, he subliminally is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that is a guy who has gotten a captaincy who now we have three instances, whether it's 
uh, and credit my guys Bobby and Justin at Talking Giants for bringing this up, whether it's throwing Patrick Graham and the old regime out the window and under the bus in an interview when they left, even though Patrick Graham did wonders for McKinney in 21, whether it's the ATV accent, which I'm sorry, you're not going to escape, Xavier, that just showed a lack of of awareness as a leader. And now this, when the going gets tough, on a week where you just know Evan Neal said something stupid, are we kidding me? Are we kidding me? What we're not going to do is blame the defense. We're blaming the whole freaking team. The team is broken. And I firmly believe it broke the moment Andrew Thomas got hurt because the offensive line, again, is just not good enough to overcome that kind of injury. Top to bottom, it's broken. Now, when things break, just like a car, one thing breaks, other things can start to break down if you don't take care of it. Andrew Thomas broke. It broke down the rest of the offensive line. The offensive line then became broke, and it's breaking the quarterback. And by breaking the quarterback, it is now starting to frustrate the defense, and it's further breaking the defense. It is a chain of events that the Giants simply have to find a way to survive. And right now, they're not. The Miami loss was horrendous. I was encouraged at least at halftime. But now, I honestly think you throw your hands up as a Giant fan, and you can't control what you can't control— You'd hope that this season doesn't derail from a locker room pointing finger standpoint because then that could lead to a coaching change, which we don't even want to think about. And it felt like we had the right coach, and I want to make sure that that coach is in place and the general manager has the wherewithal to do what he wants to do. But I don't let that quarterback, Daniel Jones, step foot in the field without Andrew Thomas again. I don't know how you can. I don't know how you can. I'm discouraged. I'm upset. And boy, oh boy, another Sunday night football game awaits where we have to hear more about Daniel Jones in prime time, but hopefully we don't. Protect Daniel from himself. Protect Daniel from ruining his career, whether it's here or elsewhere. He cannot play quarterback without Andrew Thomas again, or he is mentally going to continue to shrivel. And then we think about the physical aspect as well. So that's my little amble. That's my little upsetness. And oh, by the way, Saquon, I know that that fan was probably a jerk sitting in the front row, if you haven't seen that video, yelling at Daniel Jones. You just got done telling Evan Neal not to pick a fight with fans. Shut up. I, and I'm sorry, Saquon. Maybe shut up's the wrong word. Good for you defending your teammate. Don't fight with fans because ultimately you're next up on the list as you rehab from an injury here. Because a lot of the reason people have been frustrated, you're injury prone. And we're seeing videos of practice of you running and cutting. I mean, I work with Tiki Barber every day. He talked about back in his day with ankle sprains. I'm sorry. I know times have changed. I'm a little upset with Saquon too. At some point, you see the team dying out there. You need to be a leader too. Go play on one leg if you have to. It's just, I don't want to hear that that's sensitive. That's football, man. That's football. As you can tell by the tone and tenor, I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm pissed off. I can't believe we're here at week five and one giant step. I don't even have a freaking co-host. The team stinks. I'm at my wit's end. But thank you all for sticking with me. You could follow me on Twitter at Sean Morash, on Instagram at Morash Radio. Thanks to my producer, James. Thanks to everybody for taking one giant step with me. I'll see you for a game preview pod at the end of the week. <laughs>